I think it's massive to sort of have life experiences and other interests outside of rugby because you don't want to be pigeonholed as just, just a rugby player. You want to be able to have conversations with people away from rugby that aren't just always about rugby. And I've had it myself when you sit around and it's all people ever ask you about is rugby, rugby, rugby. There's actually a lot more to me than just, just this. You're listening to the England Rugby Podcast, O2 Inside Line. I'm Rafi Quirk. I play scrum half, that's my position, along with a fly half, sort of the decision makers of the team. Not the biggest lads, but some would say the brains of the team. You need to have brilliant basics, so your pass needs to be on the money, your kick needs to be on the money, um, and probably just being quick and lively around the breakdown, with the ball in your hands when you get an opportunity to attack and try and create space, you've got to you got to be energetic and sort of the live wire of the team, I think, to be a good scrum half. Just growing up, I loved all sports, wanted to sort of always be active and just couldn't sit still, really. Um, always super competitive, trying to, trying to win everything, beat my sister, brushing teeth, those kind of things, like try and win every game. Rugby was probably what I started most early. I was about five years old, I think. My dad took me down to Broughton Park, uh, Tots Rugby, and and then ended up coaching me until senior Colts at Broughton Park. My parents did a bit of triathlon, just competed around sort of around the northwest and stuff. And then um, me and my older sister, they got us involved at Manchester Triathlon Club. Those were my parents' friends and their children were all sort of the similar ages and we used to just compete in cross-country, swimming, all these different things. No evening was sat around doing nothing. I'd always be having to do some sort of sport, whether it was swimming, cycling, running or or playing rugby. So I didn't really fall out of triathlon. I just started to get a bit too, probably too bulky, like trying to put on size for rugby and stuff and then didn't really work with each other. Glad I didn't just pack those sports in early on and just stick with rugby because they definitely helped me become a well-rounded athlete. They probably helped me a lot in my rugby knowing going through fitness sessions and stuff that I've been, I've been here, I've been in a worse hole before. So yeah, it's probably pushed me on to, to get to where I am is just sort of being resilient and really hardworking and pushing towards like sort of trying to work harder than everybody else around me to always sort of be at the top. My name is uh, Tom Hodgkinson and I work for the Great Britain cycling team. Rafi did plenty of sports before he he took up rugby and, and, and really took it up. So when I knew Rafi, he was taking part in, in multiple of sports through his triathlon. And then in, specifically in cycling, it was the Go Ride Manchester, uh, Go Ride Race in Manchester League, where he really took it up. And, and he, I always remembered Rafi for, for how he used to commit to the sport, how he used to commit to the racing, how he used to always question and challenge the coaches on how he could be better. Uh, but it would always be done with a smile as well. It was always done with enjoyment. He always did it because he wanted to do it, not because he had to do it. And he, he always took it upon himself to enjoy it, but then also compete compete well, compete hard. That was his major thing for me. Is I always enjoyed my coaching with him. And I think he enjoyed it as well. And he, and he was progressing at the same time. Uh, he wasn't just there to, to enjoy it. He was there to compete and he was always competitive. Whether he lo- won or lost, it was, it was always done with a smile and a challenge to come back better next time as well.
Rugby probably offered me, in comparison to triathlon, for example, just a team sport. I used to feel terribly sick like before before a race, wanting to throw up so badly, and I'd end up throwing up at the end of the race anyway. In rugby, you've got the whole teammate, all your teammates, the whole team sort of, if you make a mistake, they can pick you up and it's all that pressure is not just on you. I love the fact that everyone's everyone's working towards the same goal. You don't think, oh, I've, I've got to be the one to make a difference here. You look around you, for example, you look around you here in training, all the superstars that are here, we're all working to try and win for England. That team togetherness and off the field stuff and everyone's so close, you're sort of like a brotherhood. To get called up at such a young age is just unbelievable and a bit of a shock, but I got the added to the WhatsApp group and I was just on the sofa with my parents and I was just like, like you know when you just do a double take and I was like, oh my, oh my God, how, like just so excited about what's, what's to come and to tell all my friends and family and just emotionally it was just exhilarating, it was crazy. My debut was definitely incredible, like, that nighttime atmosphere, like it was dark, the atmosphere, the light show just before the game, I was singing the national anthem, Curry and Bevan either side of me and could see my grandparents like at eye level in the crowd. That was something I'll never forget. Like it was unbelievable. And then scoring the try against South Africa again was just insane. We spoke about our half time that that move we were definitely gonna make a break there so I sort of ran that cheat line and, and sort of scoring and, and turning around to Max Joe Marchant and, and Freddie all screaming running towards me jumping on me like that feeling that play in my mind probably every time I go to sleep like it's just the best feeling in the world Eddie spoke about the enthusiasm he wants the young boys to bring in I definitely feel like we bring that in training and just in the whole environment. We, we're so hungry to to push and to, to be here. Like, for example, being involved in the autumn makes you never want to leave the environment again. You want to stick here and and never get dropped and all, all those kind of things. Obviously, some things are out of your control, but that taste of it makes you never want to leave it. And obviously, us, us young lads have got to sort of try and catch up to the older boys and experience-wise and to try and just absorb as much as we can in the environment and pick up as much as we can from them. I'm Owen Lucas. Um, I used to coach Rafi in primary school, so I've known him from the age of three. In terms of rugby, he was just an exceptional talent. He, he was always, we used to speak about just being a sponge and, you know, certain kids take everything in. They're not going to use everything, but they... Um, they take everything in and then Rafi, you could see he was always keen to learn, always keen to better himself. Yeah, he's always had a great self-belief um, and he's he's always been confident. I remember we we do a Spanish exchange here and um, he absolutely threw himself into the Spanish exchange. So they, back then they have to go and stay with a Spanish family and they can't speak Spanish, they know a few words, but... I always remember him going and being very, very confident and throwing himself outside his comfort zone through that, just like 
he will do with with sport as well. He's always had that self belief. The fact that you can come in and be confident and be yourselves. Years and years ago, you sort of when you were young, you were young and you didn't talk to people like that were a lot more experienced than you and you get treated a lot differently. Whereas now I think it's a very, very welcoming environment from everybody. Growing up as a as a scrum half, like even when I came into sale, there's players you don't wanna players you don't want to annoy and players you don't want to get on your back, but they they'll tell you why why didn't you tell me to be here? Why didn't you tell me to do this? Like put it back on you. So I'm sort of used to sort of trying to order around those players. And but really another thing about this environment is everyone's like so good. You don't really have to tell them too much. You sort of tell them because, for example, if I'm setting up a box kick, I know I need a man here. I need a man here for my preference. So they don't really know that. But I don't really need to tell them where to go on the mall or off scrums because they already know it. You might pick up on things that that the older lads or other people don't pick up on, and we've obviously all got different experiences in the whole rugby environment, playing at different clubs and stuff. So um, you can sort of pick things up and and voice it, and probably for the betterment of the team, like can improve the team, whether that's on the pitch or even off the pitch. So it's really important that you can sort of have a voice. My name is Lewis Sodlam, and I play for Northampton Saints. Rafi has, has come in and he's calling the shots early on. Um, he hasn't really taken into consideration how many caps he's got and, and I think that's probably the, the best thing about him. He's, he comes in, he enjoys his rugby and he throws himself about and he's, he's, he's fully committed. I've got quite a few hobbies outside of rugby. I just, I, I love to cook, um, find a good way to switch off but just more in general, just love different cultures, learning about different cultures and sort of, I've, tra I've traveled quite a bit in sort of, I know I'm young, but being able to sort of go away to different countries on rugby tours or school trips and these different kind of things and experience the food and the lifestyle of different cultures is, is massive for me. And obviously food's a big way into that. Yeah, just for example, like Manu doing an, an Umi um, at sale with, with all the sale boys, the Samoan, um, sort of barbecue where they put the pigs under the hot under the hot stones and creates an environment where everyone wants to chat and share stories and and really learn about each other. Like I love I love that side of things. I love that side of the cooking. Yeah, I've started up an Instagram page, sort of to share my love of cooking, uh, share the food that I like to cook and eat. Called Pitch the Plate. Shout out Pitch the Plate. <laughs> where that goes, hopefully, I'd like to maybe have a restaurant or something like that one day. That would be pretty cool but just sort of to get it out there and eventually sort of get recipes out there and share my love and passion of cooking. The food here is amazing. The very first time I came into camp in the autumn, it was like I said, like snack time and went in for snacks and stuff. And snacks are like the 20s and stuff would sort of just be like wraps and hummus and chicken or something left out, like that you sort of create yourself. But Tom, the chef, was making these like hoisting duck wraps and chicken fajitas. And I was like, oh my, like massive dinner spreads where you've got like an Asian station, like a Greek gyro station, kebab station. I remember in the autumn, we had like a French night where there was like French onion soup, uh, dofu wild potatoes, steak frits. There was eating like kings basically every day. Yeah.
match day minus one around three o'clock. We have the famous chocolate biscuits and uh, chicken goujons. Obviously, when I first came in in autumn, the lads were, it was quite a big topic of conversation. I mean, Manny was telling me all about the chocolate biscuits, like he eats super clean, super clean until the day before and then feast out on the amazing chocolate biscuits. Obviously, it's a secret recipe because it makes you play well, but the lads just fill up the plates with chicken goujons um, and these amazing chocolate biscuits and fill the guts and carb up for the next day, yeah. Also love to to cut hair. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say like I love it. Like it's, I'm obsessed with it. Um, it's just a little hobby that I picked up. I thought oh, I'd be interesting to try and give it a go. And so I just bought some clippers and started practicing on some of the lads. And, and I thought, actually, I'm giving some of the lads some good trims here. So ended up doing it more and more and then doing it to some of the lads in the club. My dad, my brother, I ended up taking it into England and some of the boys wanted trims for me here. Just a good way, again, to sort of people relax in the barbershop chair, don't they, and open up and chat, have real open chats and, and learn about people's lives, cultures. Yeah, I think it's definitely important to sort of share your interests. Firstly, I mean, for me, the barbering one, the lads all want to look good for the games and look good for training and stuff. So um, it's easy to share that and the lads want to get involved and me to give them trims and stuff. And then obviously on the food uh, side of things, you don't realise how many people love love to cook and are also very passionate about it. So it's definitely important to sort of share share your interests and hobbies. And there's obviously a, a lot of people that actually have a lot in common with you. I'm Ben Youngs, uh, part of the England men's senior squad. Uh, and I, I suppose do my trade at Leicester Tigers uh, in the Premiership. Rafi's like a greyhound out of the gates. He's a little ball of energy, really. And um, yeah, I think he's going to have a, a, a fantastic career ahead of him. Uh, I'm Mark Atkinson. I play at Gloucester. Raf, honestly, there's, yeah, what a great character for a young boy. You meet a lot of youngsters in rugby now who you don't want to say it too openly, but not that much going on. <laughs> but he's he's just, I mean, not only as an exceptional player, but yeah, what, like, great confidence bounces into the squad, adds a lot to it. And, um, and like what a what an interesting character for a youngster. Life after rugby, I, I've thought about it a bit, but I, I'm not really focused massively on it. Um, obviously, like I said before, it'd be cool to to follow my my passion of cooking and get a nice restaurant or a nice cafe with does like great brunches or something like that. That'd be great to have a um, barbering shop. I'm not sure if I'd. If I'd set one of those up, but I know if I got my own place, I'd probably have a little barbering room just to sort of, again, have good chats and get the lads around. I'm doing an open degree at the minute, which is sort of a uh, mixture of lots of different things, so I can sort of learn, try and learn a few different languages, um, learn about finance, further into the sports side of things and sort of take bits from different different areas and get sort of an overall, um, like a more well-rounded degree. I think it's massive to sort of have life experiences and other interests outside of rugby because you don't want to be pigeonholed as just, just a rugby player. You want to be able to have conversations with people away from rugby that aren't just always about rugby. And I've had it myself when you sit around and it's all people ever ask you about is rugby, rugby, rugby. There's actually a lot more to me than just just this. 
But if I'll sort of summarise the whole England experience to my friends um, away from rugby, I just say it's it's like it's a dream come true. And there's a huge group of of staff, support staff, players, and we're all so close. And like going away from camp was quite sad last time, and then to come back in, see everyone again, see some new faces, you know that what they're going to you sort of know what they're going to experience the new faces, like how brilliant the environment is and to to play for your country is obviously massive to win for your country is is even better and sort of you get the opportunity to do it and to represent the whole country in the sport that you'd love since you were 5 years old is is incredible